Hello everyone and welcome to Grief Burrito. I'm Harrison. And I'm Jordan. We're a comedy gaming and movie entertainment podcast that comes to you every single Wednesday to cover all the latest big things in gaming, movies and entertainment, which I already just said. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're chatting with Retro Dodo about the booming market for retro handheld consoles and the recent trend of modernized retro emulation handhelds. That has got everyone, including me, pumped as (laughs) Pumped! So pumped. I I actually pumped and I regret it instantly. Let's do this! Play the music! Go! Ah, go! So we all don't have the clap. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 106 of Grief Burrito. Thank you first of all to the amazing Luke Hyde for sending us the new podcast comics. We have to give him a shout out, Brandon. So there you go. He was an amazing artist who got his Kickstarter funded, which was incredible. Today we're going to be talking about some of the retro modern consoles that have been sweeping the the, the whole internet pretty much in, in droves. And we've seen huge amounts of them coming out over the past year especially uh well 2020 which is kind of perfect as we're all locked inside so we thought there was no better way than to get the retro dodo himself to come and talk to us about these consoles say hello brendan the expert the expert (laughs) people say that but i've been in it well like you said like the over the last year they have been really coming out and luckily for me i was there when they started kind of you know becoming an affordable price and now Bloody hell, they're coming out every three weeks now. I, I, I even struggle to keep up. I can't afford <laughs> buying them all. I bet, man. It's insane, though, because it's like there's the first... Well, let's, let, I'll start like where we first sort of got introduced this kind of thing. And it's emulation, really, isn't it? It's consoles that can mm. emulate other consoles. And I, I always feel sketchy using them. Like, I know you, you say on your videos, mm. like, oh, it's a bit naughty. But it's like... And it is, but it... It's an amazing way to play all these older games, to get to play them on more modern hardware, and especially on the go. Like, well, I say on the go. When we're allowed to go, it'll be nice to play them on the go. <laughs> um, like, where did you start with emulation then? I mean, we can bleep all this if you want, if you don't, <laughs> we don't emulate here and we don't advise it. But, like, what was your first introduction to emulation? In all honesty, these little handouts. Like, I never really got oh, into okay. emulation because. One, I didn't really have a, a a computer or a PC, and I've never really had an Android phone, and that's what a lot of people, or kind of like where emulation started, I guess. People wanted to play mm-hmm. their old retro games on their PCs, and then eventually these little smartphones became powerful enough to play the classic Game Boys, and then they moved. Now they can play bloody pretty much everything up to Nintendo Switch. But uh, what what these yeah. little handhelds have done is opened up the scene for people that don't know too much and just want to play Pokemon on a cool little device and not waste their battery on their Android phone. So for me, I only came into it about, yeah, two two years ago, I think, and it was through one of these cheap handhelds. Right, okay. It's amazing, really, isn't it, how it's come this far that quickly. <laughs> but should we start off, first of all, so obviously this is Brandon, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandon, a little bit about what you do online, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? So, guys, welcome back. I think we left off around talking about your time on YouTube, Brandon, before my internet so rudely decided to give up on life. 
Yeah, yes, I want static so... across the camera and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so but so i've been doing youtube for probably like five or six years now and it mm -hmm. started originally with just like tech unboxings of cheap smartphones and stuff and then i moved into like retro unboxings of game boys and anything i could get my hands on and that's when the interest really started so i started you know testing content getting in different retro products even if it was like cheap accessories for game boys and stuff and then i started doing videos on these little handhelds and i would admit they were absolutely terrible back then but they were <laughs> cheap for 15 dollars. you yeah. know super mm -hmm. mario a couple of pokemon games bob's your uncle you can go home and chuck that in the bin after two weeks but now <laughs> uh, a couple years on these things are you know they're emulating n64 almost flawlessly for 80 dollars, which is mad yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you've crazy. had your hands on some of the most premium consoles. <laughs> and as we know, the most premium is the Soldier Boy console. And <laughs> the crispiest. I want to know. I want to know how it is. You've got to tell me. Tell me how it is. <laughs> it almost feels like they've just put like a really cheap Chinese computer in between toilet roll and sold it. Like it's, it's really? so flimsy. Like you could fart and it would just break into a million pieces. <laughs> and the fact that somehow he is like getting away with it and people are buying it like it just it makes my blood boil and he even said like he's made this from scratch and i i just had to make a video on it on all of that rubbish really like if he made something generally really good i would have been behind that like 100 percent. Yeah. but the fact that they you know he lied about it i just i couldn't you know let that go through the retro community and hopefully people like waste their money on it so i had to i had to do something no i'm glad like I'm, gl I'm glad you took you took the mantle i just don't get how like you said how he's getting away with it like he did one and then already got a season to system like nintendo and this was like two years ago or something and then yeah. i saw your video the other, the other the other week saying that he was doing it again and i just can't i can't fathom like not just how he's doing it but like his confidence behind it he's like <laughs> the revolution's here boy on twitter like everyone's up yeah. there you know tweeting it sharing it and it's like this is nothing good it's just the like brazen idiocy of it is the main because it's yeah. like he knows what he's doing is wrong like not just yeah. not just like business wise mm -hmm. but like morally wrong but <laughs> he's just i have no idea i reckon he's just got a load of yes men that are like yeah this is a it's a revolutionary soldier mr boy mr soldier i don't know what mr boy mr boy mr sir yeah. boy <laughs> sir boy just, just got sir hype boy. men that won't stop they're all just yup yup every time <laughs> exactly. every time he says anything about but a console there's two kinds of emulation though the way the way i see it obviously you guys might have a different thing right. where you've got the as i've seen on your channel you've got the like 30 pound nintendo switch which is literally just <laughs> NES games in a case that yeah. looks like a Nintendo Switch, which they've been around forever. So when the PS2, PS3, yeah. PSPs, mm -hmm. Nintendo DSs, it's just that... A million games in one, exactly. all that stuff. That is exactly it. Yeah. And it's literally just NES games or rip-offs or whatever in this little cart. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the products that you've been reviewing recently, which are these, mm. I don't want to say high-end... But they are the high end of they're, the, they're actually emulating multiple different consoles in one package, which is small and kind of aesthetically pleasing, which I never thought I'd see. Because my my background, no, I totally agree. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You you carry on, and then I'll go on to my background with emulating things. 
from what you said there, it did start with, you know, the potato running a Super Mario game and them charging you like 15 quid for it. But then one company, I don't even, I don't even know who it was, but one company made something like okay for $30 and it played, I think it started something like PS1 games and everyone was kind of like, holy cow, like what, that can play PS1 games? And it was, it was terrible, but everyone bought it and someone must have been like, holy cow, they've sold a thousand of these units of potato that can play PS1. What if I made this potato metal and gave it a nice screen? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of worked out and they're, they're all right now. They're definitely not perfect. And I think you're right. They're, they're not really premium because it's still like a open source handheld and the customer service behind it is like non-existent yeah you get anything yeah. wrong with these things they disappear they're just like gone they'll happily Pol sell you it but they just they just disappear <laughs> to be fair you I go there the whole factory's gone it's just like concrete roots <laughs> yeah yeah they've, no refunds here they've literally yeah. like picked up the building all of the people and just fucking shimmied yeah, it away shifted it. yeah so i but that's the thing is that these these things all come from China, realistically, right? Yeah. So they're all made out of not amazing materials or not the best, you know, anything. But I like the idea that some guy just kind of went, wait a minute, people want knockoff stuff, sure, but I can make it slightly better and charge a lot more money. And it's worked out because it's not that people want all these thousand shit games. They want to be able to play whatever they want on that same emulation, which is, mm -hmm. that's all it is. It amazes me. So I, I started off, as most listeners know, I spend all my time at my PC. It's no big secret. I don't have much of a life outside of this. The there we go. <laughs> and I, Brandon's face said he was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so shame, shame. I've experienced some of the emulation software. I've wrestled with some of it. And I basically, as soon as I get it all set up and I'm happy, I've lost interest by that point. I don't want to play Tomba mm -hmm. now, after all that, at Ball Lake. <laughs> so I think there are a few different pros and cons to it. So the PC versions, it's free. You've got your choice of emulators. You've got unlimited storage, which is, you know, all pretty great. And then the downsides to it, they run pretty poorly, even with my, like, 2080 Ti. They don't run amazing. They do not. Yeah, you couldn't play yeah. Star Fox. I couldn't play Star Fox. I, I, I managed to... Wow. I, what, on the N64? Yeah, it just yeah, struggled. It just wouldn't run, on wouldn't run properly. Blimey. However, Ran on I, my did, laptop. I did manage to emulate on a emulator and play through it in its entirety on PC. So the consistency is not exactly there, but yeah. they, they take a lot of effort to set up and the controls and using any kind of controller is an absolute nightmare. Terror. It is yeah. the worst <laughs> thing. It's, such a, it's still a, a, sh a shady area, and I think we need yeah. to mention this in the podcast. Like, I'm not condoning you guys going and download ROMs. You should really be owning... The, uh, this is what... I don't know even who says it. It's just everybody <laughs> stating that legally you should own the game to be playing on the ROM. And the only way to be like moving ROMs around from anywhere is from cartridge to your PC and not sharing it with anyone. So that's right. Uh, yes. Luckily for, for me, you may see it in my videos. I only really like trial like 15 games because they're the only games <laughs> I own at the moment. So everyone's like, yeah. why you keep testing Crash Bandicoot? I know it's that. all I bloody own. So I'm not, so not trying to get sued like, is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah literally that yeah well yeah because it is it must be hard to have like a, a big channel like yourself and 
be in that like gray area of legality of the content under like, much more I'd, scrutiny I'd, than say only... ourselves kind of thing yeah yeah because like i think that on on the most part the the companies making the games they know it's happening and they can't really do anything about it they can like you know the donkey's out of the box that's not a saying but it is now <laughs> it doesn't really make sense but they can't really stop the games they can't stop vim's lair or pirate how long Bay has or emu paradise been about exactly emu paradise you yeah, can't really stop yeah. that because people are going to constantly share it and that that's the thing but the the only legal way like you said then that i know that you're allowed to own the emulation is if you make it yourself so if you back mm-hmm. up your own hardware so if anyone is thinking about emulating things we have to say that if you want to back up your games you have to rip the files yourself onto your computer so mm-hmm. we're not saying do it but if you have to that's the legal way so Yes, there you go. I just wanted to get that in there before we uh, <laughs> get anyone else asking questions about how we can do it legally. Yeah. Oh, if, um, if we want anything out of this bleeping, by the way, just let me know and I'll get it cut. Yeah. Whole, whole episode bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> and just right at the end, thanks, Brandon, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, my, my first instance into any of this sort of thing, especially like, the handhelds, I think it was the analog console. So it was like the really premium, high end. Mm. It looks fucking amazing. It looks like it's made by like Apple with all their advert. Everything's like white and shimmery and fucking shiny. But I didn't know until this week that that thing isn't even out. It's not no, even released. No. no. So it's the, the the one you're on about is the analog pocket, which is, it, yes. it uses yeah. FPGA technology. So you basically have to use your Game Boy cartridges, which is a basically a way around it that analog can promote it playing yeah. Game Boy games because it's using original hardware. But yeah, that thing still isn't out yet and it costs $200. So people are like, you know, it's... I, I, I'm getting one. It looks absolutely great and I want to play the cartridges. But it's almost like ugh, Analog have so much competition from China at the moment with they these do. little handhelds that are $80 that can just play whatever they want. But, you know, it's the it's the legal safe route, basically. It yeah, is, yeah. Cause it's got like a expansion, like cartridge docks, doesn't oh, it? Yeah, so you it can does. play Game Boy, Game Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. It can do the Atari Lynx, the Neo Geo Pocket, yeah. and the Game Gear and more. They've said so. I guess you'll be able to get mm. pretty much any <laughs> yeah. kind of adapter. You plug a PlayStation the One into like, it, and it'll play PlayStation just, One games. Just jam it straight in there, <laughs> just rubbing a disc. In. <laughs> the internet said it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Imagine that like, accessory on the top of it. That would just be ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, it counts like as a workout spinner, yeah. at the same time. So that's not too bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It would. It would. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they said it can hook up to your TV as well, which I like. Like it docks like the, the Switch, mm. which is cool. And it also can be a synthesizer to make music. That was like, for me, I was like, oh, this is cool. I can like synthesize 8-bit, 16-bit <laughs> yeah. music. And I'm, like, I'm all about that kind of thing. Do you reckon there was one but, guy uh, in a boardroom just like we need to go we're losing interest so i don't know if I, um, yeah. whack a synthesizer on it and people are like what is what what <laughs> Sold. yeah people like the 80s don't they <laughs> <laughs> synth yeah. wave just shouting words that was a curveball <laughs> yeah it was it's definite curveball yeah um that being said though like the ones that are out currently like the i feel like that the analog was almost like a springboard to bring all these other ones out Although I guess they were out mm. before. I guess it was just before my knowledge. So like the Retroid is one that 
I really like the look of. Like, I love the retro yeah. style that they've gone for. It's got the Nintendo Switch um, control sticks, and one of them's recessed, mm-hmm. so you can catch your thumb on it. It looks absolutely brilliant. But, like, which was the first that you got hold of, Brandon? Because I know, obviously, you've, you've played with a lot of them now. Oh, God, that's a really good question, actually. There's a company called Pal Kitty, and I hate to say it, they make some really bad handhelds, <laughs> but they're kind of catching up with the market now. But back then, it was it was just like a little... It literally looked like some out of a Kinder Egg, but oh, I bought right. it, obviously, because okay, I'm pun. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a riot, and I was like, holy shit, like $20, like PlayStation 1. Like, admittedly, I can barely hear anything that's coming out of my Crash Bandicoot ROM. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but it was all right. But yeah, you're right. The analog pocket is shining light onto these retro handhelds mm-hmm. and almost like a bit too much light because people are now like, hey, what's this metal retro RG350M that can play N64 for half the price? Yeah, um, but mm. I, it's it's a tough one for me because I don't want to promote it too much. I always say you need to use your own ROMs, but ninety percent of people that probably buy that do not. <laughs> I've got yes, a bone to pick with you, Mister Retro Dodo Man. <laughs> Go on. So I watched your review on the RG three fifty one M. Yeah. Yeah. I want one of them now. <laughs> How dare you! I really want one of those. I want one so bad. That's a great video. It, is a, it was a really good video, really interesting, gave me all the information mm-hmm. I'd need, little bits of everything. I, How dare you make me want to part with more <laughs> money on this thing that I will probably yeah. get a bit of use out of. But Yeah, it, like, I, it is good. Like, I'll probably hook you up. Give me your address, and I've got a two-line about I'll send you one, mate. Oh, no my problem. God. Um, there you go. Sorted. They are... And I think that give you an insight into like how premium these things are getting. And it's almost like, because the, the only problem is they have no customer service. And I try to mention that as much as possible. Yeah. So when anything goes wrong, like I said, they just disappear. And even with me, when they want to work with me, they'll send me out a review unit and I'll be like, bruv, this thing's literally broken. <laughs> just into <laughs> smoke. I got, yeah, yeah. I have to end up buying one off some other guy. It's it's. It's all a bit yeah. shady, but the product is generally quite good That's amazing. until you get the customer service. They send you not. a review copy, and then when you ask about it, they're just like, no. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> That's great. So I think a big concern for me with these is you say about the PS1 and PSP kind of usage, and is it the N64s mm-hmm. also really difficult to emulate, from what I understand? It golden yeah, eyes like problem, this cap. Yeah, there's this cap of like 80% of PSP and N64 games it can emulate. But when you get onto the likes of GoldenEye in big PSP like RPGs, that you do get some like lag and maybe the odd crash. Mm. So at times, like we can't define it as being, yes, this can play all your N64 games because someone's mm-hmm. just going to come along, download GoldenEye. And it's just gonna be a potato. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty jaggedy. Yeah. Have you played the uh, the remaster, by the way, that leaked from Rare? No, but I read about it. Oh, baby, I'll hook you up. Clean. If you hook Jordan up, I'll hook you up. It's (laughs) mate. It is. It's fucking sweet as shit, and you can flitch between the graphics. You can switch between retro and no and the new age one on the fly. Wow. Yeah, it's good. And it's twin stick. It's twin stick for because it was made for the Xbox but never got released. It's got twin stick motion, so it's not the N64 like look and turn like a, you're a mm. robot. Yeah, it's, it's amazing cool. that we th- that someone thought that was a good idea at one point. Oh, I know the one stick. Yeah. 
like, <laughs> you yeah, look back and you're just like, like looking back oh. at you, you're like, what? Yeah. Historians. Honest, though, like, it's Nintendo as well. well. It is Nintendo. Yeah, like, I, I've actually just been playing through uh, Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime 2. And that is single stick, obviously, because it was for the GameCube. It wasn't like you didn't have the double stick on the little C nub or whatever it was that they called it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it actually still works quite well. I think Metroid is one of the only games that seems to still cope okay with single stick shooting. And I think it's because it's not really a shooter at the, it is a shoot. Uh, me and Jordan, we've had this conversation before, haven't we, Jordan? It's not really a first person shooter. It's like a 3D puzzle game where yeah. you shoot to do something. Where you're like in first person yeah, and shoot, which is, yeah, yeah it's which, a bit of an odd, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> odd turn of phrase <laughs> that it's a not, <laughs> not first person shooter. So yeah, we've, right. Do you think, as someone who's got quite a bit of exposure to this, as you said, you're, you mm-hmm. said that you're not the expert, but out of the three of us, you are the expert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have any thoughts as to what stuff kind of, any idea as to when stuff might be nailed down a little more in terms of, have you seen like a big progression in the past six months to a year? And do you think in the next year you're like, yeah, that'll be nailed. They won't have anywhere else to go with this kind of era. In terms of handhelds? Yes. Yeah, so the problem at the moment is that the Chinese are currently capped at like this one chip that they can get for really cheap. And it's called the RK3326 chip. Don't know why they call it that. But <laughs> they're kind of capped at that. If they want to go any further, then you're going to be looking at handhelds about $200. And I don't think people are going to pay that for that little speed bu- or that power bump. No. Um, so they're thinking that these handhelds are going to move to like slightly more powerful chip and then go android based um, oh, okay. and that's when you're going to see the power bump in maybe even like gamecube emulation for an affordable price and when i say affordable i'm talking like 150 under really yeah but i can't imagine okay. that will be until like early next year uh, that we see that because uh, uh, one handheld got revealed today and it's still using the chip and it's going to take a month to release um, the old chip. So they're all kind of, you know, squeezing the juice out of this chip. And I can't see it going anywhere anytime soon. You'll start seeing bigger screens, basically, is what we'll see. It's the RGB yeah, it's 10 Max, isn't it? Which got released. I, I saw they it through need to work your on website. These naming conventions. Yeah. Is it, RG- <laughs> is it RGB? That is my question. Names. If it's RGB, I'm there all day, every day. I think it's called the Urgerber 10 Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh they, wow! They really need to just name them some more. Like I like that the the Retroid Pocket Two, nice mm. and easy. Like that's just got it's a great a name. But the what was the the RG? What was what was the one you wanted, Jordan? R- it down here. The oh, R- sorry, RG three five one M by Am- Ambernick. Yeah, do that's away with that. Also, one. Ambernick. Where's that? Ni- like that doesn't sound like it a Chinese company Makes me think of Ambergris. Name. That's all I can think. Yeah, same. <laughs> Makes me think of whale, whale vomit. Geek. Yeah, great. Yeah. Love it. So they're the big guys at the moment. They're the guys doing some really cool stuff. But so yeah. is Retroid. Like Retroid, uh, the team over there have came out of nowhere. And they actually, well, I'm about to say that they actually have a, a, a customer service team, but that's probably a lie. It's probably just one guy. Um, <laughs> that poor guy. They're doing it. Yeah, he's got a thousand emails. He's like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, but they're doing some really good stuff, and rumors have it that they might be moving into a clamshell product soon. Oh, okay. And with that build quality and that price, that I really think that could, uh, you know, do some damage in the retro handheld scene. But again, like 
they're not going to be doing GameCube emulation, really, or even GoldenEye emulation. Someone needs to come along and invest a bit of money into that for, for the competitors like Pal Kitty and Ambernick to really be like, okay, they're stealing some of the market. Let me invest in, in competing with them. Yeah. Can I say Pal yeah. Kitty, by the way, has a great name. Like I can imagine they would have a great advert where it's like a kid getting hit with it. It's like, Pow Kitty! Like it just <laughs> yeah. slaps him right in the face. Yeah, it's a good yeah. name. That one. <laughs> it's it's not such a good name. It's insinuating yeah. beating up a child. Well, you know, at least I'm like I'm when gonna, the kid won't show gonna, up and you've got to hit him with a game. I'm, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to clip this and put it in my uh, list of, you know, audio files that if I ever need to blackmail has. I've got Please it. Don't. <laughs> so with, with these, like with the PC variations and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the UI is always pretty terrible. There, there is no oh, UI, yeah. basically. But yeah. the Ambernix... No. They and sorry, Anbernick. I keep saying Anbernick Anbernick. instead. The the UI on those actually looks usable, and from what you've shown, they're really simplifying it. (laughs) I think the more they make it noob friendly, the more people that will buy it. The amount of times I get comments like, "Is this good for my kid?" and it's like the ones with really bad UI, which looks like Windows ninety five. I'm like, no. Does it play Bionicle? It plays Bionicle on there. (laughs) sold Uh, but now yeah i think they're realizing that a lot of people are buying them for themselves then they're buying it for their kid or their partner that isn't really into retro games that they can just you know flick it's it's 80 quid they're actually preloading it that's the thing yeah it's not that it's not the end of the world if it gets broken or something that's the thing that's interesting with the preloading like i don't get how like i know that there's like the the evercade which is like they have licensed cartridges with the games on, mm-hmm. don't they? Almost like what Sega Game Gear were doing with their mini Game Gear. But I don't get how they're offering all these games. It's like those, do you remember like those consoles you get at like the pound shop or like quality save and it'd be yeah. like 15 quid and it'd be yeah. like 256 games and it'd just be like loads of random yeah. reskins of the same five games. I just don't get how they get away with it. Like, I just... Oh, it's illegal. It's 100% yeah. illegal. And this is why it makes it a little bit shady. But on their websites, they say, oh, no, it's not preloaded. And then you get it, and it is. It's, and you're like... It's difficult to catch these people. Yes, they keep everybody picking wants the building up and walking yeah. away with it, Harrison. It's just, yeah, very difficult. Point, yeah. It's just it's not there when you show up. <laughs> Do you think it's because they include the, the micro SD with the games on? So the console isn't loaded, but... Oh, an SD card fell into the box that has ten thousand games <laughs> Who left on. that there? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It feels How like how do we do that a thousand times this week? Yeah. <laughs> Someone spilled a big bag of all these SD cards. Yeah. Oh, they're all in the consoles. Like smarties. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the sound would be great, wouldn't it? Like because it all like fell in there. Yeah. No, I mean the Evercade was one that I was looking at. That I was like, this is a cool idea like i like the the community that they were trying to build with like the tradable like oh i've got these 10 games and i've got these 10 games um did did you find like what was the quality like with those did you prefer that over the others or what they did is is great i've still got my evercade and Mm -hmm. i think like the whole trading and physical culture is brilliant and i really do miss that like bringing that back was great but like none of my friends had it so like i was trading with myself eventually yeah. <laughs> um but what they, like, they're, they're a small company <laughs> and i think what they've done for their first product is spectacular and i think they're going to do some really cool things recently because i think they just announced something like the evercade versus um i haven't read too much about it which implies okay. that something might be multiplayer 
Um, so they're definitely a company to keep an eye on. Yeah, because they offered indie title support as well, didn't they? Like indie games, mm. was it? What was the? What was it called? It was like Battle Bros. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the, With the, the game. Versus, like by a, the was way. It a t- it's either going to be something where you're fighting each other or it's a legal dispute. So let's hope it's yeah. the one well, where you can play with someone else. <laughs> it's not a legal dispute. Yeah. Or even they bring back like the the old school trade cable or something. I'm yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Did you? remember those trade cables right do you ever remember you could get ones i had one that was like multicolored, and it had four ends on it yep and it was said that you could have like a four-way pokemon battle i never got out to work did any of you guys ever get out to work no <laughs> no not four player no, no I, I like i was never the used rfid thing as well i've never used, never the used link, link cable. cable no really no no not out. once when no. you were trading Pokemon and it went doot, 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 I've never, I've never, I've never in my life traded a Pokemon, Harrison. How I does that make you done with this podcast. <laughs> oh dear, see you later. <laughs> I wish. I, I, I think oh, you, you I missed just out. missed it because I was the point of like PS1 when I started gaming properly. When I say properly, okay. I was like five or six. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where it was. So I think I just missed that. Which is a shame. If they want to bring yeah, it back and we can experience it again, that'd be nice. I can finally get that tarnished thing out of my uh, out of my get podcast like representation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll have to drive up north and uh, trade you a, a Pikachu or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll meet when halfway. Can we get a two-meter link cable? Can we do it like social distance? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You, do you remember you could do those RFID things on the top of the Game Boy Color as well? It had like the little black, uh, it's like a little black light and you could give each other gifts every day. That was a thing as RFD. well. Yeah. I don't think I've got... Oh, the infrared stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I don't remember. I had my Game Boy Color out before and I don't know where it's gone. This sounds yeah, more you like a like Harrison Fever Dream than an actual thing that happened. It could be. It yeah. could be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, like I, I miss like that kind of stuff like i think my favorite game boy back then was the sp like you said ever k or who was it doing yeah. was in the clamshell like i i loved loved that design i think that is something that should definitely come back more like with nintendo doing obviously the ds which continued on from that picto chat was legendary for anyone who remembers that sending, <laughs> drawing pictures of dicks and sending it to your friend in class and they were <laughs> yeah, like oh whoops. i got a bad drawing of a dick <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah. size whoops yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I mean, you've been playing on those like really mini ones as well haven't you like the mini sp thing that was like a key ring or something yeah like they're what? doing some cool things as well again that was like a, a kickstarter campaign and right. It's why I love doing this, in because there's just so much cool shit coming out all the time, especially yeah. with the little they call it the Fun Key S, which is like a little clamshell keyring Game Boy Advance that again you can play ROMs of physical games that you own. Yes. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's just a like admittedly like it's not comfortable for hours of use, but it's it's yeah. bloody cool. It exists. It is. It's pretty is amazing. Good. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. Is there, is there anything coming about? like? Yeah, like I saw someone was playing like Mario sixty four on it. I saw. Yeah, so I I got it wrong. I thought someone did, like managed to make an emulator for it, but it, it was apparently some, a modder did something crazy and somehow managed to get it working. It was all quite scientific. I was like, cool. <laughs> some yeah. neo guy just like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything going like onto 
even like the second half of this year or next year that's coming out that you're like, oh shit, this is like the thing I'm excited for next. Is there anything big like that? So there's one called the KTR1 that was, it's another handheld uh, okay. that's apparently going to rival the Anbernic uh, company. And that's Android based with a, a, a much powerful processor, but they, they rumored it's going to be about $200, but they reckon that's going to be able to play GameCube emulation. And I think once you get GameCube emulation mm-hmm. onto a handheld, that's when a lot of people get interested because the, the newer consoles you get, the more audience you're going to sap in because the, the consoles just keep getting more and more popular. Yeah. And God knows what happened when they get onto the PlayStation 2. That would just be ridiculous. That's yeah, a that's question gonna be I quite have. A big thing. Is where do you think emulation is going to stop? Like, what console do you think they're just going to be like, right, we're just going to stop oh, it? Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's. I think it's. if it goes over $200, then you're better off buying the console or buying a smartphone that can emulate far more. So that's what they really need to keep in mind when they release these handhelds. It's keeping it affordable. You know, getting GameCube emulation for $150 yeah. instead of having to go out and, you know, buy all of the uh, consoles or buy a brand new smartphone. I think, you know, it, but the, the the Chinese just don't want to do it because it's too expensive to get mm-hmm. the chips powerful enough to do it. So, unfortunately, I think we're years away from that. Yeah, especially with like Xbox who are doing streaming the game to your phone from your console, even if your console's mm-hmm. at home. Like, I think once it gets to that point, all you've got to do really is take your control with you and have your little dock thing on top. And yeah. you've pretty much got an emulator on the go wherever you go anyway. So yeah i i don't see it going past the ps2 like you said then i I think that's probably the pinnacle point and that's the age of people who that's like the last point where people are going to start being nostalgic about those consoles and emulating because past Mm. there everything starts getting very realistic anyway you know other than obviously more stylized games i'm kind of generalizing there i suppose I can't Um, see myself at 50 going oh i'm gonna whack the xbox 360 emulator on to be honest with you I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, who I'm knows? It'll it. be a different time. Army of Two. That was our nursing banging. homes are going to be great. When when we all get old, the nursing homes are going to be banging. Oh, mate. it's going to be It's going to be all RGB lighting. It's going to be arcade yeah. machines. It's going to be sweet. All the power kitties. Yeah, power oh. kitty. <laughs> when the power grandpa comes out, that's what I'm in for. When the power grandpa yeah, comes yeah. out. Harrison, do you power think power. you speak? Not always. That, that's a game being clipped for... I don't even know why that Shit. one's being clipped. That's just coming Stop up. Stop clipping me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. I can help. Sorry. Right, is there anything that's Ridiculous. like... Is there anything that no one's done yet that you want them to do? Is there anything that like... Like, a, like I, want a, I want someone to go for a dual screen clamshell handheld okay. that can emulate DS because that's what it's creeping up on. Like, mm-hmm. Even people are somehow managed to get like small DS games running on the RG351M. So yeah. imagine if a company like Ambernick was just like, you know what, we're going to niche ourselves to a great DS handheld and get yeah. your DS ROMs running on a cheap little clamshell handheld. I think that would be really cool. And I think that would sell. There's still a lot to do in this scene. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's still, the problem is, again, it's just a little bit shady and people don't really want to buy something from China with no customer service. But... Yeah. For me, if someone comes out of a decent clamshell, like retro handheld, I think that'd be pretty cool. At what point, yeah, though? Man, I, th- I think I agree. That- I bought I a said, 3DS recently um, and mm-hmm. definitely didn't find one of those cards that you can use to just put an SD card in it. I'd never do that. 
I'd never do that. Definitely didn't. Well, I think the 3DS yeah. only cost me, what, like 30 quid? 40 quid? The, wow, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Yeah, and the little card thing w- would have been 15 if pounds I bought <laughs> if I bought one, which I didn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and from there, it's basically just, I think it comes with a micro SD, or would have come with a micro SD. I'm tri- sorry, yeah. I'm tripping over myself saying these things that I didn't, didn't do. <laughs> So at what point is it not just like, I'll just buy a 3DS, like a cheap 3DS, and then use yeah. that. But the same with the PSPs. I bought a PSP from a car boot for like 15 quid. And mm-hmm. that was, I think, you used to have to remove pins from the battery to be able to, to root them back in the day. Hack it. Yeah, and now yeah. you don't even have to do that. You just whack the, from what I hear... You just whack the card in, <laughs> and then it's good to go. And it works. Yeah, yeah. and I've definitely not got one of those knocking about with, like, I mean, 50 gigs you, worth you, of games on it. You run the risk, mm, yeah. don't you? Like, once you start having so many, like, how many handhelds is too many? Like, there's, there's a point where you'll have, like, a fuck... I can see Brandon looking around the room. <laughs> He's probably got stacks. Counting. <laughs> Help! It's like that, uh, the cupboard, Monica's cupboard in Friends when she opens it. It just, like, fucking comes piling out. Uh, you know, you can get buried under your collectibles. And I think it's... When yeah. you're trying to want to have that minimalist yeah. gaming lifestyle, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Like, where do you see yourself, Brandon, in, like, 10 years with all your collectible handhelds? Like, Buried under a collectible what do you avalanche, do? probably. Yeah, swimming them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, they are quite interesting. I'll show you the one for those listening. I apologize, but there's this one that came in today. Look nice. what that looks like. That is that basically a, a nano. Game Boy Micro, micro literally uh, a micro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people are like coming out with just like that wow. is like a hundred percent illegal. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for the, the company to build that, make it, and sell it as a handheld, but. Wow. I know it's weird like ever since doing like these videos of these handhelds over the last two years like there's like there's generally people passionate about collecting these things yeah and that that's a, a little growing scene there but yeah I don't know mate like I, every time one comes out I'm like bloody hell am I gonna review this like, what is my <laughs> I, life in 10 years just yeah. swimming in handhelds like Scrooge McDodo I'd imagine swimming literally swinging <laughs> yeah. around like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I was really proud yeah, of that man. one. Uh, I, I bet you were. That was fucking good, man. Well done. Well, I mean, have you good. heard of <sighs> Have you heard of Dank Pods on YouTube? Dank Pods. Dank Pods. Yeah, it sounds like Soldier Boy's earpods. It really it does, does yeah. doesn't it? Now I think about it. So he's it wet. He's an Australian guy who collects what he calls nuggets, which are MP3 players. So he literally oh, wow. collects oh. and reviews old mp3 players and ipods it started off as an ipod thing and now he just does like he'll see what you can find on ebay or in cash converters or whatever and yeah that's his collectible he collects random mp3 players and that's that's so cool i can is it is it though (laughs) i can imagine if you get them sealed like if you've got a sealed ipod nano yeah geez that's some that's some, but yeah, I, they, I bet there's some shit. I'm talking like Hello Kitty. I'm talking like, oh, I don't even know. Like, fucking, damn it. it yeah, it's Sorry, just I was some rustling. Awful, I was trying to find mine. Stuff. I found it the other day. And it's just, <laughs> like, I understand people want to collect things, but do you know when you look at something, you're just like, is that what you want to dedicate your life to? <laughs> you're just like, yeah. there are there are other choices. Um, but I understand with yourself, it, <laughs> yeah. it's basically a job, it's another form of, uh, it's, you know, you're doing it because it's your job. You've got that excuse, mm. much like dank pods. 
Um, but when people are like, mm-hmm. I'm going to collect every kind of illegal emulator console, <laughs> you're just like, yeah. right, okay. If that was the consoles like, aren't illegal, mate, the hardware's not yeah, illegal. That's fair. Well, every sketchy emulator console. If that was one of my yeah, friends, exactly what Soldier Boy said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have you know that won't hold up in a court of law. He says, and <laughs> take me to court. I dare you. Uh, if it was one of my friends, I'd probably just sit him down and be like, "Look, mate, you've spent four grand on these." You know, <laughs> yeah, look, mate, take out those earphones and I need to talk with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 We need a quick chat about this. The soul you bought the soldier, whatever soldier game thing, soldier 360. Times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, boy, let's let's have a talk. Yeah, it's funny how they've gone from collectibles almost like you know, we were saying at the start of the show, like the little tiny ones you'd get for like a tenner or 15 quid that might just have like the original Mario and that kind of thing. They feel they felt like. Do you remember those like gumball machine things that you put like 10p in and twist it, like the gachapon yeah. machines in Japan? It's like they've gone from that and then now they've become as collectible as those things anyway because like the gachapon machines in Japan, people collect all sorts of shit from those things. <laughs> like absolutely, I've got like a couple of Pokemon things. People collect all Jordan, kinds okay? of shit from them. Awful stuff. They do. <laughs> hey, you can buy used underwear and live crabs in some of them. Like live crabs. There's some weird no shit. Whoa. Honestly, I've you can't seen say them. underwear and crabs in the same thing, Harrison. <laughs> I can, and be they were, very, shouldn't have been in the same one, machine. You get one free. You need to, yeah, you need to be very clear. It's all about context for this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll make sure to break them up a little bit more next time. <laughs> the next time, yeah, underwear you can buy and shit. live crabs That's... comes up. Yes. <laughs> It might come up again. You never know with our show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people collect that stuff. And then now they go on to collecting these things as they get bigger and more expensive. And it's it's just nice to see that people can have that much collect, like that these things can gain value. Like, do you think they'll be value? They'll, they'll go up in value in the future for these early ones? Like, do you think it's going to be a commodity? I, I think like the really bad fake consoles, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen, I used to do videos on them, but there was like generally really bad like fake PlayStation 2s. Oh, right. And I remember buying like a fake PlayStation 2. It was like, it was called like the PlayStation 2. And if you Google okay. it, they're quite popular. And I paid like 50 pounds for this piece of crap yeah. and it barely worked. <laughs> and that was two years ago. So I don't think these handhelds specifically are going to be collector's items, but mm-hmm. it's like, all of the weird and wonderful like accessories like for the game boys and the fake stuff that that might might go up in value and be co- like collectors items um but who knows because like, we, we have a chat with uh like jordan our mates over at the game deflators that's a podcast who they follow the trends of game values going up and down in all the different markets so they mm. regularly pick up games and see how they change in value and invest in them pretty much yep and from yeah. what they seem to say like the the, the price of gaming is going up like all of the collections that people have everything is successfully going up and it seems to be a good thing to invest in right now like if you've got a box of games down under your desk like i have hold on to them yeah. and keep them nice and shiny in a box because they might be worth a hell of a lot of money at some point down yeah the line. yeah absolutely and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with why emulation is gaining popularity. Like people, yeah. if you want to go out and buy, I don't know, Pokemon Red on a cartridge, that's going to cost you like 30 quid just to get mm-hmm. the game. Yep. Yeah. And you might as well buy like the new Pokemon Sword and Shield or something, you know. So that's people's, I think, excuse for being like, hey, you know, I bought this back in the day. I should have the right to be able to play it again. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I feel sorry for people that want to play Pokemon Red and that have to play 30, pay 30 quid for it. And that's why people are moving to emulation. And in, Nintendo and Sega <laughs> somehow need to make something to help this audience out. Because if Pokemon Red was £5 and you could legally download the ROM from Nintendo themselves, they'd make a mint. Oh, and yeah. so would yeah. these little handhelds. Yeah, without a But they doubt. won't. They won't because they want you to buy Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. For 50 quid. Well, yeah. look but at people it. would buy them both. Look at it as a form I of think conservation. So, I agree. so mm-hmm. what happens if was it what was the game? Was it the sports one for there were only like four copies ever made for the NES? World yeah, Champion the, the Nintendo uh Sports Olympics World Stage or something it's called. Yeah. yeah what, whatever. Game. Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. There were whatever four, the four of them made or something like that. Yeah. So obviously anyone who's playing that they don't own a copy, but yeah. that that thing's lost to time now. Like, there's yeah. n- you're not yeah. going to be able to find that again. So, in terms of conservation, that's doing the world a favor. It's, it's the conservation of all this technology. Is you know, yeah. if if you digitize a book and redistribute that, you know, it, it, if or if you just yeah, keep it Amazon in an archive to do somewhere, that. Yeah, if you just keep it in an archive, mm-hmm. like that's you're, you're helping out. If anything, if there's a mass fire or something like that, yeah. Well, that that's where like the Internet Archive were coming from, weren't they? Because they've stored pretty much everything digitized that there is. Like there's games, movies, books, documents, is everything. That's where the rare game of James Bond leaked. If anyone wants yeah. to look it up, mm-hmm. it's on the, the Internet Archive because pretty much everything else is. Even was it. Uh, Dinosaur Planet, which was an N64 game that was never released, that's on there now. Like, it, imagine working for them. You just literally just like, I'm just nipping down to the archive for something or another. <laughs> just pull out like an N60. Obviously, I know it's not physical, but you just nip say, onto Jordan, one of the servers. Yeah, <laughs> just go jump on one of the servers and play some of this this unreleased thing. That's the only person that's ever going to play it, kind of thing. I feel like it would get out of hand fast. Like the internet's a weird. Like you'd be like, people are backing up some real weird shit. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah, because porn nun six. <laughs> we don't want that in here. You know, porn nun yes. six. That seems uh, way too. You came up with that very quickly, Harrison. Uh, <laughs> Nobody Google it. Nobody Google it. No one check it. It's definitely on the archive. If anyone wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on from oh, porn nun six. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, is is there anything else that you wanted to add, Brandon, to any of this? I mean, we're, we're coming up to the end of the show, like we're coming up to an hour. So is there anything you want to add on your thoughts on emulation or the hardware that's uh, circulating? I, th- I think just for safety wise, like anyone looking into these handhelds have to be somewhat skeptical because mm-hmm. there is literally like no customer service behind this stuff. You do legally need to own the cartridges or buy ROMs. Like there's um, games coming out now for the Game Boy by developers that came out this year that are like I selling know. ROMs for like a fraction of the price, which is really cool. So you can use these things like the like you said, the hardware is legal but you know the sharing of roms and downloading them from someone that you don't know is is the illegal part yeah yeah yeah. so bear that in mind people bear it in mind um Mm. is there anything else you want to say jordan on that topic i knew barely anything about any of this stuff until the other the other week and now i know 
slightly more. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more to dive into with this. There's so much about yeah, it. Yeah. But if it's the start of something something huge. Not, not something big but it's going to be knocking on nintendo's door over the next few years i think yes. and I, I hope these things get so big that nintendo and sega do something like you know release the bloody roms for a few quid make a buck and help everyone out let us do yeah. it oh yeah. not let us let people do it legally is what i meant to say it's going to say people- let us well we yeah. have to get involved <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, I, I think if if you have any interest in this kind of stuff or you want to find out any more about it, um, obviously we can't recommend uh, Retro Dodo enough because yeah. this is where oh, we've yes. got a lot of our information from. Uh, and Brandon, you have been incredible with this information and very helpful yes. with it when we clearly don't know I what don't we're talking about it. in places. Yeah, right. Do you want to plug your... <laughs> it's been fun. Do you want to plug your channel and your socials for any of the listeners who want to check you out? Yeah, so just retrododo.com is our website. And if you want, you know, video content and reviews of these handhelds, check out Retrododo on YouTube. There you go, man. And you can find us everywhere at Grief Burrito. And you can find me at Haswild. And Jordan, where can you find you? At the Mr. John Core. They can indeed. And you can find our other two hosts as well Lucy, Lulu underscore Pew on Twitch and Twitter, and Nick as at Ruthlessly Ruffles on both of those. So go and say hi. And let's wrap it up there. Thank you, listeners, for checking out the show. Make sure to leave us a review, a like, and all that bullshit that everyone else says. And we'll see you next week. See you later, guys.